Mike Morgan, Valley News Live. Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thanks so much for joining us here on this Monday evening. As many of you know, the GOP convention kicked off today in North Carolina. This is a live shot, if you will, just doing a sound check. But if someone shows up there, uh, we'll obviously maybe go out to them and kind of dip in and out of the GOP convention. I want to start the day with a clip from President Trump's presser from yesterday. He made a major announcement regarding the FDA, convalescent plasma therapy, a therapeutic for COVID-19. We'll try to get to that later on in the show. But I'm, I want to bring this up because, as we all know, the Democrats, they wrapped up their convention last week. So they wrapped it up, you know, the end of last week. Then President Trump, it's a Sunday, shows up, does his presser <laughs> and walks up to the mic. Keep in mind, it's the White House press corps, OK? It's the, we all know it's the White House press corps. President Trump has talked to me. He's like, look, I do interview these people. It's like they have fire coming out of their eyes at me. So he walks up to the mic and just sort of casually drops this. Zach, if you can hear me. So there should be a soundbite. Can we get to the soundbite, Zach, that should be there? Uh, all right. So the out cue is the Your Convention. Zach, if you want to hit that one, please. But I want to play this for you because my point is, and you're going to see my tweet about this, is that it's important that you just, you've got to understand and appreciate President Trump's sense of humor. You at home, most of you obviously do. Unfortunately, the White, the White House press corps does not. The people that, you know, are part of the MSDNC channel, they do not. And that's why I love when President Trump steps up. And do we have this act? Uh, apparently, we, we don't have that. Okay, so uh, we'll come back to that. But anyways, President Trump uh, walked up there and said, hey, I hope you guys all enjoyed your convention last week, having some fun with them. And I think if people just got his sense of humor, it would be uh, much better and a lot more fun with that, what's going on there. Now, what happened today, President Trump actually was in North Carolina. He did a live appearance there in North Carolina, something that Joe Biden did not do. And they were supposed to have their convention in Wisconsin last week. We all know that Joe Biden, he hit out in his basement in Delaware, popped up maybe once in a while, but President Trump showed up for a live speech with just the delegates. It wasn't a big convention town hall, but it was just the delegates. I bring all that up because we're going to get to some of those clips in a moment, but I, but I want to share this with you because many people are going to say, well, yeah, of course Joe Biden didn't go to Wisconsin. Chris, he doesn't want people flying around the country. We've got this pandemic going on. And that's a fair thing to say, except, except for the fact we all know that Speaker Pelosi has talked about how infectious COVID-19 is, how dangerous it could be. And yet, Here's Nancy Pelosi calling House members back to fly back on a Saturday to vote on a post office bill that she knows she knows is going nowhere in the Senate. And yet she's calling people to fly back to take this sort of political theater vote. OK, I don't understand it, but you got to ask yourself, is she putting people in harm's way, meaning Congress people and their staffers? So keep that in mind. And then earlier today, Congressman Kelly Armstrong, he's on the House Oversight Committee. He had a chance to uh, hear from the Postmaster General DeJoy. And I think Congressman Armstrong, since he's such a baseball fan, I'll frame it this way. But in his question, I'm going to play it for you in a moment, just some of it. But he absolutely just knocks it out of the park. Why? Because how many of us heard from President Trump and others that the only reason, the only reason, Nancy Pelosi's not calling people back if she wants to take care of the people. She wants to take care of the election. 
She wants to put politics over people, make sure that the post office got funding so they can send out 80 million ballots, not applications, but ballots to just any random, you know, uh, Tom and Tom and Joe, if you will. So listen closely here, because I think Congressman Armstrong just did an outstanding job in his questioning and exchange with the uh, Postmaster General DeJoy. Passed $25 billion from the U.S. House of Representatives yesterday, and if you don't get that money that we passed on Saturday, will the post office be fully operational on November 3rd? Yes, we'll be fully operational. Thank you. Thank you. So then we've got to ask what this is about. And what it's about is driving fear, placing blame, and probably most significantly raising money. But it's not about raising money for the post office. It's about raising money for elections. And I have here DCCC, DNC, members of Congress, members of Senate, all running ads on the post office. You know what? About saving the post office. None of these ran in 2019. None of these ran in April 2020. So we're asking for the same thing we asked for in April of 2020, and we've waited until August to run these things. There, there's more to that clip. But you just, you just keep waiting for Congressman Armstrong to just be like, uh, mic drop. I mean, that was, it was perfect. That the obvious question, hey. If we didn't give you all this money, is the post office still going to run just fine? The answer there, of course, was yes. All right, now let's get to some of President Trump's comments from earlier today in North Carolina. Uh, as he gets the, the nominee, obviously, from the GOP convention, from the delegates. And I got to say, President Trump in fuego today. In fuego. So I want to share some of the highlights with you. Um, let's start here because I think this is important to understand. <laughs> Again, in the context of what I just said about Nancy Pelosi calling all these people back, saying, hey, we've got to make sure that we vote by mail. We can't vote in line. We can't stand in line to vote. Here's what President Trump said about why he felt it was important for him to be in North Carolina live for a surprise appearance today. I just want to thank the people of North Carolina because, to be honest with you, I felt an obligation to be here. Uh, you have a, a governor who's in a total shutdown mood. I guarantee on November 4th, it'll all open up. It'll be fine, like That's most right. other states. On November 4th, you know, these Democrat governors, they love shutdown until after the election's over because they want to make our numbers look as bad as possible for the economy. But our numbers are looking so good. And frankly, I used to say a V, and people would say, well, maybe not. I don't think so. Some would say, no way. We have a super V. You're right. And it is a super V right now. If you look at the recovery, at least in the Dow Jones and the NASDAQ. Now, for those of you out there that have seen the movie V for Vendetta, you just heard President Trump say there the 4th of November. So remember, remember the 4th of November. Was that foreshadowing from that movie? I don't know. We're about to find out now. Of course, as you know, many people are talking about, and I just mentioned before, the 80 million, yes, you're hearing me correctly, 80 million mail-in ballots that Nancy Pelosi and many of the Democrats want to just sort of flood the zone with, if you will. So President Trump said this about the mail-in ballots and about this upcoming election earlier today. We're going to win this election. The only way they can take this election away from us is if this is a rigged election. We're going to win this election. We're going to win this election. Do you think President Trump's going to win or not? We'd love to know your point of view on that. All right, let's talk about this for a moment because I, I wanted to actually play this for you last week. I don't know if you saw, but it, it made the rounds on social media, some shows where during the Democrat National Convention, we all know our Pledge of Allegiance, right? 
one nation, you know the next two words there? One nation. Yeah, we, we all know how that goes from our Pledge of Allegiance, from our days and days in school of saying the Pledge of Allegiance. Well, the Democrats decided, ah, you know what? We're going to say the Pledge of Allegiance. We're just going to skip that under God part. That one nation under God, kind of important to include, they just skipped over that. So President Trump, uh, he addressed that earlier today from North Carolina. I can promise you a few things. Number one, we will not be taking the word God out of the Pledge of Allegiance, okay? Like they did a number of times at their caucuses, so they took the word God out. I heard, I heard it. I was listening, I said, that's strange, you know, sort of weird. You've heard it all your life, right? Under God, under God. All of a sudden, those two words are missing. I said, oh, he must have made a mistake. He must have, maybe the teleprompter wasn't working or his, his book wasn't working that I have right here. Something wasn't working, must have made. But the problem was then, the next day I heard it again. I said, that's not a mistake. That's pretty, and then they immediately went into a mode, oh, no, 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 we didn't mean that, no, no. We didn't say it for the convention, we didn't say it. No, that's where they're coming from. That's where they're coming from. You can say it or not say it. That is where they're coming from. His little book, I've got his little book right here. <laughs> now, we've talked before here on Point of View that the 2020 election, I mean, it literally is a fight for the soul of America. I mean, we all can agree, Joe Biden, if he were to win, yes, he would be in the Oval Office, but he's not really gonna be running the show. He's got AOC as his energy person. We know obviously the conversations he's been having with Bernie Sanders and things of that nature. So when you think about, just from a policy standpoint, how important this election is, and President Trump said today, he goes, look, I really believe this is gonna be the most important election in the history of our nation. I think many of us feel the same way, and not just from a policy standpoint about what can happen being the president and executive orders and things of that nature. But also keep in mind, this is one of the things that really got a lot of Republicans that maybe weren't Trump supporters to still vote for him in 2016 was Supreme Court justices. Now we know that President Trump's already added two Supreme Court justices. I think it's like 250, 300 judges they've already put in place as well and a bunch of different circuits. And yet President Trump, let's do what he says here today about the possibility of what could happen for the future of America and Supreme Court justices because of this 2020 election. Let Biden put up a list of the judges he's going to appoint, that he'll take them out like I did. I had 25, and we're going to take it out of that list. And we're going to be announcing a list over the next couple of weeks with the judges that we had, plus we might add a few more, so you know exactly where we stand. He can't do it because he's, he would appoint, not, it's not him, he has no choice. The radical left will demand that he appoints super radical left, wild, crazy justices going into the Supreme Court. Your American dream will be dead if that happens. It'll be dead. And the next, and by the way, the next president, so I've had two, some presidents have had none, you know, I have had two in a relatively short period of time. But I will tell you that the next one could have two, three, four, and even five, the next president. This is so important. This is so, whether you're talking about life, whether you're talking about Second Amendment, whether you're talking about military, this is so important. We have to do this. We have to win this election. I mean, can you imagine <clears throat> President Trump gets to put up five 
more Supreme Court justices, that changes the trajectory of the entire country. So fascinating to hear him suggest that. Obviously, who knows if that's going to happen or not, but that's what's at stake in November in this election. All right, now we finally got back to the clip that I wanted to share with you initially from the presser from yesterday with President Trump. Just so you can have a little, you know, his sense of humor tonight. But President Trump walks up to the mic. He's got this big announcement with the FDA about convalescent plasma. So President Trump greets the White House press corps by saying this. It's good to see you all. Hope you had a great weekend at your convention. Hopefully you caught that. It shows up to the White House press corps. Hey, good to see you all. Hope you had a great time at your convention last week. <laughs> so enjoy. All right, let's talk about some other fun things because look, President Trump has tweeted out as well. I've been tweeting it out. The hashtag, we want to play. We want to play. Let's let the college guys get out there and play. I asked the CDC director about this as well last week, about, hey, can these guys be out there playing? Well, some good news if you will, is the fact that now NDSU is going to have at least one game this year. But I want to share with you more on this in a moment, why I believe that we should have a lot more than just one game. But there is going to be one game, Central Arkansas. It's going to be on October 3rd around 2.30 p.m. We here at Valley News Live, the home of the Bison, so you can obviously watch that game here with a great pregame show. Now, to stay on the Bison front as well, former NDSU Bison Kyle Emanuel apparently signed a deal with the Las Vegas Raiders. The Las Vegas Raiders. So he's going to be playing for them hopefully this fall. We all know who the coach is there for the Raiders is John Gruden. If you remember this, when Gruden was in the box calling games, he talked about how Carson Wentz would take some hits and he'd go, hey, you got to love Carson Wentz because he's North Dakota tough. He's North Dakota tough. So maybe that's part of the reason that uh, Gruden said, hey, we will do uh, take a chance here on Emmanuel as he comes back in the league. Because he, remember, he was out for a little bit. Now he's back in the league, so I uh, wish him some luck. Now, I bring all this up because I want to talk about what's going on with COVID-19. All right, everyone is saying, hey, we can't have college. They're going to try with the NFL. And then just recently today, some unbelievable news. There's a couple tidbits here I want to share with you, but some unbelievable news. We'll get to that in a second, Zach. Some unbelievable news about what's coming out of the NFL. So just today, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs chief medical officer released some stats here, folks. I want to share this with you. There was over, I think it was 30,000 uh, just in the last week. So there was 23,000-plus players, 23,000-plus players that were tested. Guess how many players tested positive for COVID? Zero. Zero. They've got the protocols in place, folks. So then there was another 35,000 tests for personnel, for coaches, for trainers, you know, all the personnel involved in the NFL. There's another 35,000 there, and there were six positives that came back on that. Now you're talking about people that are a little bit older, obviously, so they're a little bit more susceptible to it. But again, you're talking over 50,000 COVID tests in the NFL and only six positives. Like Nebraska said, like we talked about with uh, CDC director uh, Dr. Redfield, Nebraska saying, look, we want our players here with us because we've got the best, best protocols in place to keep our guys safe. So think about this. We have over 50,000 tests in the NFL. Only six positives show up in the past week, according to the Chiefs medical director. And then the other piece of the pie is the fact that also what came out today earlier this morning via ESPN is that there were 77 tests done in the NFL that came back positive. 12 of them with the Minnesota Vikings, so the Vikes obviously were freaking out. But guess what, folks? Out of all 77 of those tests, all 77 ended up being false positives. This is the NFL. 
right? This isn't like you and I just walking down to some little walk-in clinic and taking a COVID test. These guys are putting a lot of money behind getting this done correctly. And yet you had a hundred percent out of 77 tests that came back false positives. What does that tell you about the potential of what's happened across the rest of the country? And, and really, when you see the NFL having a hundred percent of 77 false positives, what does that do to the psyche of our nation right now? We're all wondering, are these numbers real? Are they legit? What's going on here? Because we've talked about the stories in the past where people stand in line, they sign up to get a test, they don't even take a test, and then a couple days later they get a phone call and they're like, hey, we just want you to know you tested po positive for COVID. First, like, I, I didn't even take the test. What are you talking about? So last week I asked CDC Director Robert Redfield about possible potential false positive COVID tests. Here's some of what he had to say. Uh, maybe 10% of individuals that are actually positive could be negative. Um, if, and, the, and the PCR tests are basically going to be 99%. Uh, so uh, a lot of times the antigen tests are used for populations that are going to be tested regularly. For example, I get tested regularly so that even if I was a false negative, um, I'm getting tested every couple days. You know, it gets, it gets the more likely that I get picked up. So he's saying, hey, more likely I get picked up if I get tested regularly, which the NFL guys are doing. He also mentioned the PCR test there. Those are the tests that the NFL guys are taking. He goes, hey, there's a 99% rate there of, of they're going to actually be accurate, and yet we just had 100% out of 77 that were inaccurate of PCR tests. So, again, fascinating to watch the spin around this. What's the data really going to show six months from now, 12 months from now? We will see, and hopefully it's true and accurate. Now, yesterday, as I mentioned, President Trump made a big announcement about convalescent plasma and asking the FDA to use their emergency powers to start utilizing that as a therapeutic sooner rather than later. I want to play something for you quickly because it was back in the end of July. We had Senator Amy Klobuchar on. She has been talking about using convalescent plasma because her husband tested positive, so he's been donating his plasma as well. Here's some of what Senator Klobuchar had to say. Most doctors, if you talk to people at Sanford or Essentia or the VA Medical Center, they believe this giving of plasma is essential. For one thing, it helps with other things anyway. People always need to give blood. So we have blood during this time of a medical crisis. So believe me, your blood will be given, go to good use if you give blood. So a lot to digest there in this opening segment. I'd love to know your point of view. We heard there from President Trump, Congressman Kelly Armstrong, Nancy Pelosi, the post office situation, and of course, the NFL, Kyle Emanuel, and NDSU. Should we be having more Bison games or not? Please share your point of view with us. Very easy to do. You can email us, text us, leave us a voicemail, speaking about your points of view. We're going to have some of your points of view coming up right after this. Stick, stick around. 702 Communications, keeping you connected. As the Republican Party makes its 